Hi, I'm Harvey Church, and thanks for listening. This is my very first podcast. I wanted to start out by thanking everyone who saw my Instagram post and took the time to uh, view it and vote for The Last Friend as the topic for this podcast. So thank you very much for taking the time and for being followers and for listening. I thought what I'd do for this first podcast is talk a little bit about The Last Friend, you know, what it means to me, why it's special, and then I'll move on and tell you a little bit about the series itself. The Last Friend is the first in a, in a series. Um, it's not a sequential series, but, um, but it is the first novel, and I'll tell you a little bit about what comes next. And then I'll finish up by reading from The Last Friend, not so much as a way to demonstrate my ability to read, but maybe to give listeners a clue into where I came from when I wrote the novel. I think for for some of us, you know, we all pick up novels with different um, biases and we look at things a little differently, which is why we have different views of the same book or the same story or the same writing. Um, So I think maybe that will give you a bit of an insight into uh, my take on The Last Friend. And so I'll read um, a passage from the novel and then we'll be done. So if you don't want to listen to me read, that's fine. Um, the first two parts are probably going to be the more important parts or probably the more interesting parts anyway, especially if you've read the novel and um, you really don't want to hear more about it. So with that said, um, let me tell you why The Last Friend was important or is important uh, to me. So what The Last Friend means to me... Um, for me, it's a it's a pretty special novel. I think it came at a at a turning point um, in in my life, um, which sounds kind of weird. But at the time, I was working at a financial institution, and I really did not like my job, which I know isn't unique to me. A lot of people hate their jobs, but I would show up to work every morning, um, sit in my car for a good 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes sometimes, and just stare straight out the windshield before getting out and starting uh, my truck up to the uh, to the office. Uh, by foot, and the same thing would happen after work. And usually by Friday, I was at a point where I I was mentally just numb by the activities of the week, and I would sit in my car at the end of the day, which is kind of weird because you'd think you'd be happy to get home and um, get on with uh, a weekend, but I would just sit there and just stare out the windshield and just, you know, wonder what my life's purpose was. And, uh, you know, even by then I'd been writing... I'd written um, the first three novels of the Edwin Burroughs Light Mystery series and uh, Cold Memory, and they were published, um, self-published by Amazon. But I was really looking for some kind of sign that there was more to life than wanting to uh, just sit in a car without the engine running and feel that heat kind of uh, pick at your skin and really not want to be there, uh, which, again, sounds well, it's probably about as dark as it was, but that sign and that glimmer of hope came when I finished writing The Last Friend and submitted it to Kindle Scout, which is an Amazon program, or was an Amazon program, where authors could submit um, previously unpublished work, and over a 30-day period, readers would get a sample of that story and nominate it for publication if they felt that it was deserving. And it's kind of a neat program. It's, it's a really neat program, actually. It gives 
Amazon um, an idea as to what might be popular amongst readers. And it also provides a bit of validation and feedback and immediate feedback, I think, to the to the authors in terms of whether or not they've nailed the beginning of the story or the concept or the blurb or the cover or whatever. But um, but for me, The Last Friend, uh, from the time it was submitted to the time the campaigning ended 30 days later, it was always a, a fairly, well, it was a popular, hot and trending title. So that gave me a lot of validation that um, if I couldn't, survive this uh, job thing anymore, which was, uh, again, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I was working for a financial institution at the time, something I'd spent my whole life doing. Um, if that didn't work, then maybe I could take a swing at the writing thing. And so that was a, a positive ray of light, so to speak, in my life at a difficult time. And kind of ironically, I wrote probably about the most difficult and darkest subject matter I've ever tackled, which was human trafficking. And that's what the novel is really about is Donovan Glass's daughter was kidnapped 15 years ago and he spends the rest of his time trying to find clues, dig up clues, anything um, that might send him on a path that will allow him to recover his daughter. So when someone knocks on his door, uh, you know, 15 years later and says she knew his daughter um, while they're in captivity and was and and she'd promised his daughter to come and find him and tell him about their final days together. He's a l- little more than just receptive. I think he'd pretty much do anything to hear about those last moments of his daughter's life. And so the novel itself is really that story who who this woman young woman really is. Um we learn early on that it's not his daughter. Uh, so that story which has been told a million times already is not this story the story is more about his struggles and what he does to try to find what's left of his daughter um so yeah that that makes it a difficult subject for for me i mean in a time when i was already struggling with you know some dark demons of my own reading about other people having lost their children or investigations that turned up, uh, you know, dead children um, or, you know, murdered or worse, you know, it probably wasn't the best medicine for me, but it's, it's a really interesting field when you, when you really sit down and dig deep into, uh, you know, what happens uh, when it comes to human trafficking. And it's sad because, you know, you, you, you live, um, you know, where you live, and you often think that these things don't happen close to home. Uh, Sadly, they do, and uh, it's just never an easy topic. I read in one of my reviews that there are some triggers in this novel, and I didn't even know what triggers were until I read that, but but the reality is, is, you know, the, the newspaper is full of those triggers, and my aim isn't to try to make people feel shitty about their lives when it comes to this novel. Um, it's, if nothing else, it's hopefully to provide a bit of hope for anyone that is going through a, a dark, dark spot and wants and wants um, some kind of escape. And I think they can get that with uh, with Donovan and his little investigation into what happened to his daughter. So, 
so yeah, that was uh, that's really what makes this novel special. I, I think the timing of the the novel, the the dark dark subject matter, which um, mirrored my own dark place at the time, you know. So there's there's a bit of um, a bit of a parallel there too, and um, and then the other thing too that I'll I'll add about this novel is the last chapter or two. You know, those are really tough for me, but. While I was sitting at my desk, and I don't know if it was a Friday where I would have spent the you know the last hour um, of the day before heading home, sitting in my car without any air conditioning pumping into my face in the middle of summer because it was August, but 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 I do remember writing that last chapter at work um, during a break, and because it was a break, a lot of people uh, were gone, um, so I was at my cubicle by myself. And just tapping away, and I knew where the story was headed and how it had to end. And for me, it—I uh, remember writing those last words and letting out this long, long sigh. Um, not because I'd reached the end of the novel, which is always sigh-worthy for for authors, but but because it was for me, it was pretty powerful. Um, even when I did rereads later on, I, I could hardly get through that last chapter, which isn't something any of the other any of the readers have said to me. Um, so obviously it's it's unique to me, and for whatever reason it was just incredibly difficult. Um, and I remember thinking, thank goodness it's a break because if anyone were to see me in this um, kind of shape, I'm sure that you know HR would be down here and uh, we'd have some people having some words just to make sure that I that I was okay. So um, for for me and you know that's not something that. Um, that comes up anywhere else on the website or any, or in any interviews or anything. But that last chapter for me was, um, was a pretty, was a pretty powerful one and it packed quite a bit of a punch. So yeah, that will give you a bit of insight, um, some key and unique insight into what makes, uh, the last friend so special to me. The other neat thing about The Last Friend is that it does open up a series called, or what I've called uh, The Last Series. It's the first in the in, in the uh, in the series, and the reason I call it a series is because Agent, Agent Klein is, um, is a character in the next novel, which is called The Last Night. And that story, if you've been um, following me on Amazon or even on Instagram, that story is about a, a gentleman who calls an ambulance in the middle of the night because his wife has um, some kind of incident. And the ambulance takes her away and the, it doesn't show up at the hospital where it's supposed to show up. And when he follows up as to where it might have ended up, he learns that there is no ambulance dispatched to his home at all. But his wife is gone and he doesn't know where she, where she is. After seven years and change, uh, the courts declare her dead. And so he takes a, the insurance check into the bank, makes a deposit, and on his way home comes across a horrible traffic accident and finds that his, um, or, or finds that it's so such a brutal accident that on the news that night, they put a photo of the sole victim on the screen and he recognizes the face immediately. Um, and it was the face of one of the medics from that night. Although the person who died in that accident wasn't a medic, according to the news people. Um, 
he knows for sure that that guy was at his house and took his wife away. And so there's his starting point, and he starts to dig into what really happened that night. And it becomes a pretty interesting story, I think, but again, I'm biased, um, about, you know, what kind of happens. Um, yeah, anyways, but that's, I'm not going to get too much into it. I'm sure I'll end up doing a podcast on that novel too. So um, you're more than free to pick it up. It's available for pre-order right now. Um, if you go to the latestnovel.com, so the latestnovel.com, one word, it will take you to the Amazon pre-order page. Um, and then the novel that follows is an interesting one too. Uh, not really related um, to the last night or even the last friend, but special agent Klein finds his way into that novel as well because there's a a unique serial killer who is on the loose and has a way of finding women with high potential in their in their careers and um he burns them so and and each time he burns one of his victims he also sets a house on fire so you have the link between the two because of the accelerant that he uses uh for the arson and it's an accelerant that Agent Klein had seen in a previous case of his, uh, a cold case now. And so the thinking is, is maybe that person has come back and he can, he as an Agent Klein can provide some insight into that. Um, it's a pretty neat story too, but those are, those are the two that uh, follow the last night at this point. Um, I might have more. It all depends. For me, I gauge whether or not I'll continue with this series uh, based on the feedback that I get from readers whether it's a positive review or not positive review, but if I have, you know, 50 reviews for the last night and I have 24, um, the last friend or whatever it might be. And I have one review for the novel that follows. I think the point is really that people just aren't interested in that series anymore. Otherwise there'd be more reviews. I'm guessing if not, um, an increasing number of reviews, especially when they're standalone. So um, that's how I gauge whether or not I'll continue with the series, um, which isn't something I thought I'd talk about, but um, I'll just mention that. So when it comes to Agent Klein, if he, if he is someone that you like, uh, please leave uh, your reviews. Uh, that'd be really appreciated um, if you do want to read more about him. And if not, then that's fine. You don't have to leave reviews. That's cool too, because I do have way more stories than I have time to write. And so that could be one reason um, for me to move on to something something else that might um, keep my interest. All right, and so the to to finish this up, I will read from from the novel. I've decided to read from chapter twenty nine in the novel, and um, I know I talked a lot about how that last chapter was really difficult for me. I, I just don't think I could actually read from it. So um, chapter 29 is probably closer to the end. There are 51 chapters, just to kind of give you a bit of a of a heads up on that. And it comes at something of a turning point in the novel. So I'm going to read from that, and I don't know if I'll get through the whole chapter, but we'll, we'll get through, to, um, through most of it anyway, because they're not very long chapters. All right, so here goes. Uh, chapter 29. Donovan knew he'd been sleeping long. When he heard the frantic knocking downstairs, his eyes came open slowly, the kind of molasses sluggishness that he'd known in the days before he stopped sleeping well. 
and they were dry, his eyelids having the feel of sandpaper whenever he blinked. It reminded him of when he used to attend parties in college, where everyone was smoking. More frantic knocking. It was dark. The alarm clock displayed a time of 3.02 a.m. He didn't know what day it was, so he fumbled for his phone and saw that it was Wednesday. More knocking. Noticing that he hadn't changed into his pajamas, Donovan flicked on the bedroom lights and quickly assessed just how wrinkled he looked. The pants were bad, but the shirt had always been wrinkled as part of its style and appeal. As he took the stairs, Donovan remembered that he'd gone to bed around noon yesterday. He remembered the trip to the bank, too, and then handing over a bunch of money to Monica Russell before she ran off in his car, leaving him stranded. More knocking, faster and harder than previously. At the door, Donovan glanced into the people and saw her. Monica. She'd been crying according to the smeared, dark makeup on her face. And when she raised her hand to knock again, he saw that she was bleeding, too. A lot. Knock, knock, knock. On the front porch, she seemed to hop impatiently on her feet. Donovan wondered why she was so panicked. At last, he opened the door. Geez, it's about time you answered, Mr. Glass. She hurried into the house, reached around him, and locked the door. I've been hanging, uh, I'm sorry, I've been banging on the door like a crazy woman for an eternity. She looked worse up close and without the disarming effect of the peephole's fisheye view. In fact, there was blood all over her thighs and forearms and some some on the bottom of her shirt. Donovan... Donovan imagined the worst kinds of things happening to her, so he reached out and took her shoulders to slow her down. What happened, Monica? he asked, keeping his tone soft and empathetic. Yanking her shoulders out of his grip, she deliberately and dramatically studied her forearms, the bottom of her shirt, her pants. And then she hiked a thumb over her shoulder, indicating the street outside. Well, I got your money. When Donovan reached for her again, she shook her head. He understood the gesture and the wild stare in her eyes to mean that He should keep his hands to himself, and so he did. Although he was happy to have his $20,000 returned, he hated to think of what she'd had to do for it. The sight of the blood seemed as good an indication as any that she'd suffered for the money, and that made him feel a little guilty. Monica, I'm so sorry. Oh, and I also killed someone. She flashed a smile, but it was difficult for Donovan to determine whether it was genuine or sarcastic. Probably the latter. Wasn't the man I was hoping for, but he deserved it. The world and every parent alive will thank me, but for now, there's a dead man floating down the Detroit River with his balls shoved so deep down his throat that his Adam's apple has company. Yeah, and so that ends the uh, the reading portion of the podcast. This chapter is uh, an important one, I think, because it happens at a point where, as readers, I think we're, we're questioning Monica, and as much as it helps provide some clarity into her character, it actually adds a little bit more complexity as well. And just, you know, having read that right now, I know that Monica is definitely a character that I'd like to explore more um, in the series. And I I do have a bit of an idea that would involve her and Agent Klein coming to uh, something of of a crossroads together. And maybe providing some more insight into other areas of this story and the ones that follow. <clears throat> but I guess we'll have to, uh, I guess we'll see what uh, what the reviews are like and whether there's much interest before we go down that road. Um, so if you, if you have picked up The Last Friend, and if you are picking up The Last Night, please be sure to leave your reviews. Uh, if you're part of my email list, which is alistharvey.com, so the letter A, list, harvey.com, 
one word, um, not .com, but alistharvey.com, you'll be the first to know about what's happening next in the series. So make sure you, if you're not a part of the email list, you, you become one if this is of any interest to you. Um, also, I do have a BookBub profile, so you're, you're free to, uh, to follow me there as well on Am- as well as on Amazon. And I do have Facebook and Instagram was probably the most, um, probably the most active platform I'm on. And I believe it's, um, and uh, the at sign hashtag Harvey, I think I'm not good. If you go to my website at harveychurchmysteries.com, um, there is a, a an Instagram logo that if you click on that, you'll go to my Instagram account. Sorry, I don't have anything more than that for you right now, but I, I just don't have anything um, better. So thank you for listening again. Thank you for tolerating my voice and my ums and uhs and so's and ands and my crazy accent, if you happen to notice one. Um, I appreciate it. And hopefully I'll do this again soon. So any comments, feel free to email me at novels at harveychurchmysteries.com or message me on Instagram. Um, I can't say that I'm real fast at getting back to people, but I do read everything. So thank you very much. And I will hopefully hear from you soon.